Hello everyone, it's Flobo and this is New Amsterdam Radio, the podcast for you, for creatives who are out there making things happen on the grind, living life the best way you can with the projects that you see fit. And what are you working on these days? Let me know, because I'm available all over uh, on Twitter. You know, you can just hit me up on Twitter, at Flobo Voice, or on Instagram, at Flobito, and the website is Flobito.com. But it's not about promoting me, it's about promoting you. It's about empowering you to handle, to take on the world, and make that and apply that to your personal projects. Big news this week, and the subject of this week's episode, uh, about in the podcast sphere. I'm not sure if you have a podcast. If you're like most Americans, you probably do, depending on how often you update it. (laughs) Uh, Joe Rogan, who is the host of one of the biggest podcasts on the planet, Joe Rogan Experience just signed a deal to make his podcast 100% exclusive to Spotify. Now, I'm not sure if you guys prefer to listen to Spotify for your audio entertainment. I know I personally do. Spotify makes things easier. I pay for the premium. I use it for my work as a wedding DJ. It helps me to set up playlists in other rooms when I'm mixing uh, live, you know. So I, it's, to me, it's, it's so convenient to have all my podcast here. But I'm not sure about you. Are, are you an iTunes person or a Google Play person or a Spreaker person? Is this inconvenient for you to find, if you're a fan of Joe Rogan, that you only, only find him at one spot? Well, it doesn't matter. <laughs> it doesn't matter at all because he is getting his cash. Uh, the deal's worth over $100 million based on multiple sources. And it starts in September, which means after September, doesn't matter if you're on Speaker or Overcast or Podbean or all that stuff, you only find the one of the largest podcasts on the planet on one platform, exclusively signed. And I know sometimes exclusivity gets to be a, a thing, you know, sometimes a, a point of contention. Uh, I could think of Jay-Z, for example, one of the greatest rappers of all time by any metric. He may not be top five, but definitely top 10 if you want to be that discerning. Uh, Being an investor in an app called Tidal, his catalog is available exclusively there. Indeed, there was a time where I wanted to show a friend of mine a song from Jay-Z I loved, but I couldn't because I didn't have Tidal in any Jay-Z clip on YouTube. Uh, Not any, but a majority of them are either redubs or they're taken down very swiftly uh, to protect that intellectual property. Today we're talking about exclusivity, putting your work on one thing and the pros and cons of that. And sometimes it may not be the best option to do so, and sometimes it actually might be. When we first create something, whether it's a song or a podcast or a book, the the name of the game, the conventional wisdom, is to have it available everywhere. In fact, for this example, I'll use books because there was a time where I was a budding novelist and I went the Vanity Press route my first time, meaning I went to one of those like author publishing companies. You pay them a boatload of money and they uh, make your book available uh, for a price point they set and on the platforms they enjoy and uh, you're kind of left to market the book yourselves. When that book was done, and I was so proud to be a part of everything. It was available on Amazon. And you know, I could say, my book's available on Amazon. I had a couple of friends pull me aside and go, what about Barnes & Noble? I have a nook. I'm like, a nook? All right. So I went and I 
paid extra to have that book available on Nook, and I was like, all right, it's now available in Nook and in Amazon and and on this platform and that platform. And then came the, well, I support local bookstores. Are you in any local bookstores? Then I spent hours of researching. There's actually a network of distributors that target small bookstores, and I scrimped and saved and paid to actually have my book out there. And then I said, all right, my book's available all these places. What's up? <laughs> uh, and I felt proud of myself, but it took a lot of time and a lot of investment to have my book, By the Outs and Other Tales, available on all platforms because the conventional wisdom was to make sure your product's available. People can't see it, can't buy it, they cannot see it, rather. But I do think there's a bit of a curve to that. I do think that the idea of me saying, look, you can only get my book on this website actually has an application. Not all the times. Sometimes if you're a new artist or a new creator, it may seem kind of pretentious to be like, oh, I'm sorry, you can only see my webtoon on, on my, my blog series, my blog series only on this one platform. Uh, but at the same time, it kind of makes the centralizer traffic. But let's say you had a bit of success, right? Let's say you have, uh, you're out there, people are following you, you have a following, um, you decide, I'm going to do this show, I'm going to do a show, I'm going to do an art gallery, I'm going to do this new expression, this new dance I came up with exclusively on TikTok or Instagram. But it's like one place where this content from you is available isn't necessarily good or bad. Well, obviously the bad is they may inconvenience others, people that may be ardent fans of you may have to learn a brand new platform to find your stuff. But at the same time, it does bring everyone together. A more centralized attack to get you more feedback as a creator to see how you can apply that to your work, you know? If, see, my book, that's my example, the By the Anth of the Tales was available all over the place. I got reviews on the small bookstore, reviews on Amazon, reviews on, on Barnes Noble, but that also meant I had three or four different consensus on my material. Not to say that I would love to have everyone together if they're all negative, but as a creator, let's say I was into making novels and books as much as I was back then, it would be pretty cool to see what everyone thought in a Metacritic kind of way, in a Rotten Tomatoes kind of way. And yes, I'm aware that exists and all that, but you know, if you want to make sure you have one spot and get all that feedback or see what the trends are, on our side, it may be beneficial to be in one place, depending on what you are working on. And to go back to Joe Rogan and his example, Spotify is paying a hefty sum to move all that content in one place. So if you're making the content anyway, and someone wants to buy in, is that wrong? Someone says, hey, man, that's selling out. But is there anything wrong with selling out if it's under your terms? You know? Selling out is going, hey, I have a moral, obliga- moral objection to this, but I'm going to do it anyway. I hate my job. I got bills to pay. That's selling out. <laughs> and I think we've all sold out a little bit in our lives. But if I'm out there doing something I like and someone's like, hey, man, that thing you like, I'm going to pay you for it. That's kind of like someone buying in, right? Hey, just because it's only one platform this time for Joe Rogan doesn't stop him from coming out with a sideshow if he really wanted to. I'm not sure what his contract terms are. And just because you create something for an exclusive platform, like for example, in my case, I have a blog series. It's called What's Up Flobo and it's available only on YouTube. It doesn't really preclude me for trying other things. 
uh, if I decide to have another video series, I, I do have one in the works on my Patreon, for example. doesn't necessarily mean that um, I am all, all available in one place, but certain projects and intellectual properties are. And that's the beauty of it. You can really sit down there and experiment. Exclusivity, one platform for your content, having it spread out, and you can change it, adjusting to your strategy on the fly, whether or not you measure success by buyers or followers or cash in hand, the choice really is yours. That's all the time we have for this edition of New Amsterdam Radio. Now make sure you check out this episode and all the other episodes wherever you stream your podcast because this podcast is everywhere. We're talking on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Spreaker, all those platforms and more. Go out there, check out a listen. We had some good guests in the past. We've got some great guests coming up. They're already booked and scheduled. Can't wait to share them with you. Now, I mentioned that before earlier in the show. I do have a Patreon, patreon.com slash voice. Uh, why is that important? Because when I have guests on the show, a little bit of an abridged version of that interview ends up here on the podcast. But if you want to hear the full length, the nitty-gritty, top to bottom, patreon.com slash voice Support uh, this creator and his endeavors, so in turn, I can empower you to help you create your ideas, projects, and endeavors. Because we're in this together, because you're all citizens of a city for creatives. That's New Amsterdam. That's my time. I will see you next time on the, on the show. Thank you very much. <laughs>